Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. It's Trina Mara here. Delighted to have Jerry Creighton in studio. Hello, Jerry. Hi, Trina. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having Do me. Do you know this is the first time I think we've met in person? We yeah. talk on the phone a lot. Yeah. But uh, the first time in person. And so thanks for coming in. And we all know Jerry because uh, he was working in Dublin Zoo for a million years. How many years, Jerry? Indeed, 37 years they were paying me, but I've been in it since I was a baby. <laughs> yeah, because your, your dad was a zookeeper yeah, as well. Yeah, dad was there 52 years. So second generation, brother worked there. My dad met me mam there when we got married. So it's, uh, the family's been intrinsically linked for many, many years to the zoo, Your which is great. Your met there and yeah. everything. You know, have I actually mentioned that in the book when my dad, uh, he was walking down to the sea lines with a bucket of mackerel in his hand to feed him. Smelling fish. Went, uh, smell of fish. And he went off to my man. He went off to my man, asked her out for a date, which he quickly said no. But anyway, the rest is history after that, as yeah. they say. Well, you, you can't really blame her the smell that no, must have been exactly, coming from him that exactly. day. Not exactly the nicest aftershave not ever. Not really, not no. really, no. So I remember you telling me before about, you know, growing up and uh, your dad would be bringing the animals home and everything. In the yeah, g- we, like mad stories. I, I, I talk a lot about that in the book. It was a, it was a great childhood um, in terms of the novelty, like we would regularly hand raise animals and yeah. it, would, it wouldn't be unusual to have a lion or a tiger or a wolf or a chimp or a gorilla or an orangutan in the family home. Uh, in like, a normal family home, not in a farm, might I ask? No, 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 it was, it was amazing. Like, you know, that's what we did. You know, in them days, you know, there was a lot of hand raiding. You know, mm. animals, your first time mothers wouldn't be the best. And the best thing was to take them home because you'd be feeding them every two hours. Yeah. So rather than going back and forward to the zoo... And then we also had Lucy, even myself. I looked after Lucy, who was a lovely chimpanzee. And she lived at homeless for over two and a half years, me so, and the missus and so Leona. describe the household that these animals were going home to. But they, they, like, it's just your normal family home. But Lucy, like, for example, would be in a cot at the end of the bed, but she'd never stay in it. You'd wake up in the morning and she'd be in the bed between the two of us. And but she'd, like, you'd have to have nappies on for hygiene reasons. But it was very good socially for the for the chimp. It was the way that they, they interacted with people. Mm. And, you know, they, they cling on. They need they need comfort and touch. So you'd may as well have them in the home with you but every day I would take her back into the zoo introduce her to the chimpanzees yeah. and the way she would hear them and so I and so on and then when she was big enough we had a successful reintroduction of Lucy back into our family but it was like funny you'd be driving down the road and people would be looking across at the car and Lucy would be sitting in a baby seat in the back of the car so <laughs> it was they'd be thinking they, they were seeing things oh, yeah. so are, you, are we talking a normal kind of residential yeah sure in Cabra I live in Cabra <laughs> And, uh, like a terrorist house yeah, and Blanche's tell with me and dad, there'd be, there'd be 20 or 30 kids outside the house every day waiting to see what the Creightons were bringing home. <laughs> so it was a very unique situation. Thankfully now, though, it doesn't happen as much, with much better designed yeah. habitats for the animals, better conditions, you know, more, more appropriate uh, environments. You know, it, it was different. But, you know, listen, it was it was a great experience and a very unique experience, that's yeah. for sure. God, it must have been so famous in the area. Where you? Honest to God, you come home and there'd be like, you'd see the car coming up the road and be 50 kids running behind it. Waiting to see no, what, wait, what's what to say but it was great though like it was novelty yeah. for them and kids got the chance to you know you spend a few minutes talking to the kids it was all good yeah. you know it was all very positive and they, they would pick up and be interested in what you were doing and I loved it you know I loved uh, it well there was no other career you could have gone into really no. after that no definitely not you see that's all I ever wanted was to, you know, the zoo and, and then you know it's great like the history of the zoo and how it's changed since the 80s because it was the 80s were dark days it was on the verge of closing and it's very proud to see where it is now so I talk mm. quite a bit about that in the book and how it's evolved into being a world class zoo that we should be very proud of and what happens up in the park there is quite amazing a uh, great team of people and you know I'll always be associated with it but I decided then as I mentioned in the book again I, I wanted to go out and have more of a global influence so I set up my company Global Elephant Care mm-hmm. and I'm doing remarkable work all around the world from the Middle East UAE to, to the USA to Donegal anywhere yeah. uh, does an animal needs to help but particularly elephants so I'm designing some some incredible elephant habitats 
involved in some incredible programs, you know, training elephants. When I say training, uh, you don't we don't share the same space with them anymore. We allow the animals to have autonomy control, but we train them to present their ears for blood draw or their feet for a pedicure, all based on positive reinforcement. Wow, wow. So this is really depicted in in the book, this evolution of of zoos and how well mm-hmm. they're doing and. So, Jerry, why why do you think you were drawn to the elephants in particular? But yeah, you see, when I do remember in Dublin, and again, it was in the eighties, and, and the house was was an old house built in the fifties with a, ro- a wide range of structural issues. And I remember coming in in the morning in the dark bitumen floor and looking at the elephants and saying, "We have to be able to do better than this." And then when you know you when you know elephants and you see how elephants behave in the wild, how they invest in one another, how they care about one another. It's all about the integrity of the herd. We could learn so much from them. Mm-hmm. You know, even when a bird, I've seen nine birds of elephants in Dublin Zoo, and each one is a joyous occasion. As the baby stumbles to the beautiful sand floor, all the young females are pushed in to learn. That, in, that vital moment in their wow. development, hearing sights, sounds and smells, which is preparing them for future motherhood. The young boys are pushed out. They've got nothing to offer. And yeah. the strategy behind the birds is brilliant. But elephants as well, like they, they invest in, they celebrate life, they mourn death. You know, they're all about the family. That mother-daughter relationship is the unbreakable bond in elephant society. They're sentiment, they're kind, they're caring. So they're a fascinating animal to work with. They are. And we've all seen those videos, you know, that go viral of, you know, say if a baby elephant falls down a, yeah. like a, a ditch or something and the, the mother will always, and the whole herd the will come back herd. to try and help the baby elephant. They'll never leave one behind. They'll keep no, on. No, it's all keep... about the family. And I've seen it in zoos. I've, in, in, you know, in the zoo, I've seen the example of it, when the calf is, is born, it could take a couple of minutes to stand up mm. and they form this circle, this defensive circle around the calf. So mm. that's so like, you know, replicating natural behaviour there or a tiger yeah. couldn't come in and grab the baby and until that baby's safe and, and it's always sandwiched in between two big elephants for the first few hours and days to be protected and cared for and mined for you know and even they're, they're amazing animals to work with and it, it was so proud to be in charge of the elephant program in, in Dublin because the success there resonated throughout the world and that's what made me start going to other zoos they were saying hey yeah. we need to get Jerry over here and to think that you know Dublin Zoo had such a global impact is fantastic so I want to keep that going I want to keep it on as I say, amazing projects. I'm working with uh, a zoo in the UK where we're on the verge of, of putting 13 elephants back to the wild in Africa. Okay. So, great yeah, things are yeah, happening. Yeah. Great things are happening. He's not bringing elephants home. No, no, no. <laughs> that would be fun. Can I ask you, actually, do you know the way they say, and we've seen, there was an ad on the telly. What was it? I can't remember what the project was, but there was an elephant and it was about elephants never forget. The roll up. Was it the roll up? <laughs> yeah. And have you found that? Absolutely. Because you've obviously been in the zoo since you were a kid yeah. and then working with the elephants. There's obviously been elephants there that have been a long time yeah. in the same well, zoo. Three months ago, um, myself and my daughter went to La Pal Zoo in France. And that was to see a bull called Upoli. And Upoli was the father of all the Dublin Zoo elephants. Now, I hadn't seen Upoli in almost four years. But the keepers were saying, listen, he's not in the best of form. Um, they come into a must. It's, 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 it's a big, mm. uh, they get a, a dripping on their head and it's a heightened testosterone. Anyway, they wouldn't let him, he needed some foot care and he wasn't cooperating. And uh, they said, could you come over and have a look? I walked into the house. I said, Upoli, he came right over to me. He started rumbling really, really gently. And I opened the foot port. I said, good boy, give me your foot. He gave, lifted up his foot and I was able to do his feet. No the way. keepers were like, oh, wow. And then for the next four or five days that I was there, every time I went into him, he would come over and greet me. And, you know, he was so comfortable to be around a familiar face and a familiar voice. So it's very, very true. I've seen, you know, 
elephants I've been to to other zoos that I hadn't seen in a decade and immediately you get that recognition and, and um, t- they know that you're there. They truly never forget. They truly never forget. They're an amazing species and it's been a pleasure for me to be part of their world and I'll continue doing what I can to help them globally. Yeah. How long would uh, an elephant's lifespan be? Yeah, elephants are very interesting. The 22 months gestation, the longest in the animal, wow. you know, 22, almost two Sometimes years. it feels like that when you have a baby. And, you know, <laughs> and then they can live up to 70 years now, you know, 70, 75 years. Um, they get seven sets of teeth in their lifetime. It's a molar eruption sequence because of the big food that they eat and grind. They eat branches and trees and fibre. So, but they're an amazing species. But the sad thing is, Trina, in the time that we've been talking, there's probably been two African elephants shot dead for their tusks every 15 oh, minutes. An average of 50, 60 a day still every day are being killed. So that's the importance of, of zoos and, and conserving and, and managing these species. Asian mm-hmm. elephants, there's less than 35,000 left now in the world. It's terrible. Oh my God. I went uh, many, many years ago. I went to Thailand and uh, it was, well, they they said it was a sanctuary and I had tigers and had elephants and all the rest. And after that, I think there was something in the news about it saying, well, they weren't really actually looking after them at all. No. Uh, They had them doing all kinds of tricks. Yeah, that's what you've got to be very careful with your tourism. Check out, there is some genuine places in Thailand that do very Mm. good conservation work and, and, and saving and sanctuaries, but a lot of it's very commercial. And riding on an elephant's back, the elephant has to be beaten into submission to accept that. It's a broken elephant. It looks like an elephant, but it doesn't they behave well. They did all like that. Them. They did the elephant rides exactly. down the hills. Exactly, and their spine yeah. is not shaped correctly for elephant rides. They push and pull, but they, they shouldn't be weight-bearing on their back. And then you see this gimmicks of painting. and Elephants don't do that in the wild. They were playing football, Jerry, and uh, they were also given back massages. Yeah. It, so it, they'd get someone to lie down and the elephant... And now, if that elephant was to like lose its balance or whatever, yeah, you're yeah. a goner. You no, know, as I say, you, you, a lot of this is just purely driven by commercialism and money. And it's people, you know, please think about that when you're going there. You know, there is some good ones, as I say, that can be checked out and that do need support at Save Elephants, but the majority of them are purely commercial ventures. Yeah, like, yeah you need to do your research. You need to do your research. So you have a book, Jerry. I have a book, yeah, Raised by the Zoo, My Life with Elephants and Other Animals. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. The response from the public has been phenomenal. Pre-orders have been in their thousands. Um, you know, it's amazing. So it's all about my life in the zoo you know, as a second generation, my family talking about all the animals. So interesting, yeah, in fairness, it all really the animals is. Animals I had at home, bit of a memoir, manifesto for the future. It was a pleasure to do it, and it's just been really embraced by the public. So, you know, this it's it's, it's a really cross appeal book for anyone that wants to know about being the zookeeper, how you get there, about the modern zoo, particularly Dublin Zoo, the history of Dublin Zoo. You know, a lot of people have become so fond of it because of the Zoo TV show. Mm. And, you know, because we opened up, it was Honest Account of Zoo Life. So it's all in the book and it's been just, you know, incredible. I never thought my life was exciting, I guess, until Gil Book said, you need to think about writing this of book. Of course, I think you're fascinating know, to talk to. Just, you know, I could talk to you for a week. It, it just seems like the norm. But to be able to get out there and give a good message, you know, a kid from, from inner city Dublin, and now I'm working globally, helping animals, and to get an opportunity to write that book, um, if I can, if I can inspire you know, if I can p- make people be conscious about the natural world, make the correct decisions like we've just been about ecotourism, uh, I'll have it be a job well done. I'll be very yeah, happy. Yeah. What's the name of the book, Jerry? It's Raised by the Zoo, My Life with Elephants and Other Animals. Do you ever get slagged, actually, people saying all your relatives are in the zoo? Actually, listen, that's all part of it. You know, that's all part of it. Listen, some of my best friends are animals anyway. They're sometimes they're better than humans, I'm aren't they? you, non-judgmental. As I often said, you have your dog at home. Whether you come home in your Armani suit or you come home in the nude, you get the same response. Yeah. Actually, do you, do you keep a domestic animal? Yeah, we've got Toto, who's our, our schnauzer. And the kids have three snakes between them. They like snakes up in my office, so that's all part of it. But, you know, they're, they're in the zoo so often with me and they travel with me now yeah. to other zoos they've been. So this is all part, like me is 17, showing a great interest, Zach is 12. 
they've really good animal uh, insight, you know. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to. You keep never going. know; it might you be another know. generation. Yeah, it could generation. be, could be. And I think we all have memories of going to the zoo as kids and bringing our kids and everything. So it's just one of those amazing places, really, isn't it? Exactly, and you know, people have really embraced the change in it. You know, from the zoo of the eighties, which was sad. It was old, you know, it was a Victorian zoo to some place now where that embraces animals' needs, their design factors. It's still a wonderful family day out. You know, the communions, confirmations, you see them every year. That's going on for generations. And the school trips where there's millions of them. Exactly. The school trips are brilliant. Kids come all over the country. There's a brilliant educational programme at the zoo. Brilliant conservation. The new director there that's very, very ambitious for the zoo as well. So I'm I'm very confident that it's going to go from strength to strength. And I, it's a place that I'll always love dearly. Yeah. Well, Jerry, lovely to see you. We'll Thank talk you, to you very soon. It's Ireland's Classic Kids Radio.